there, I'm board certified professional organizer, Kathy Burns. I'm really glad you're here. This podcast is designed for busy entrepreneurs just like you who want to take better control of your business and move forward with less stress and more success. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Organized Energized Podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at thepodcast.organizedandenergized.com. Come back often and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter at Organized Energy and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hi, everyone. I'm back. I am with Danielle Meadows, and we are here to talk about branding and fun stuff and all the stuff that us girl entrepreneurs want to know. So welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, it's a pleasure. So uh, tell me a little bit about the story of how you've gotten into this gig that you're doing right now. And uh, give me a little ba- a bit of background for the listeners out here. Sure. So um, again, I'm Danielle Meadows Stinnett. I'm owner of Octane Design Studios. It's a 12-year-old digital marketing and branding firm based in the heart of the bluegrass. And so I started this really from a place of need. Um, I was uh, then a pregnant mother of a toddler in a 500 square foot bedroom apartment. And that's really where the start, the story of humble beginnings uh, began. And so coming as a, coming into the space or into the world as a third generation entrepreneur, um, watching my grandparents, watching my parents, watching my aunts, my uncles, my cousins, we're a large family. Uh, My dad's one of 13, my mom's one of nine. And so being able to see my family kind of define their own destinies and their own path outside of societal's, uh, society's culture, outside of society's standards uh, for us was really kind of defining for me. And so I knew that I could do it because that representation was already there. And so that's really kind of what gave me this gusto to step out and create Octane. That's fantastic. So how many, I have to ask, how many children were in your family? How many siblings do you have? One of, well, one of two, I have two older stepsisters and then a sister that lived with me in my home. And then I went out and had three children (laughs) and adopted one more. So we're in the process of, uh, this is the largest of the families uh, on this side of the tree. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys extremely downsized from 13 to (laughs) 9. I think over the generations, just large families became less and less, um, not, I want to say acceptable, but just less and less well, uh, well adapted to, you know, women were entering the workforce, um, the two generations before me. And so now for my generation to think about, you know, more than two kids is like, whoa, (laughs) you know, it's a bubble almost. Yeah, yeah. I love that you're from entrepreneurial background. That's really great. Um, How did it what how did it feel like when you landed your first client? First off, what did you do for your first client? And how did it feel when you when you landed that gig? Absolutely. So I first started out seriously only searching for nonprofits. That was my niche in the beginning. And I was very proud to be able to serve churches, nonprofits in that area, just giving them lots of extra graphics, whether it's for newsletters or t-shirts or youth groups, things along those lines. I was just doing all of these extra strategic marketing pieces behind the scenes. And I actually really got attached to the idea of kind of being that dark horse, that unforeseen, well, we have graphics covered. We don't need an actual agency person. We have someone for that. Um, Phrases along those lines kept building 
building and building. And I really just fell in love with the idea of, you know, helping build up other people. I, they don't have to know my face. They don't have to know my name, but we're kind of that process and the unseen force that makes stuff happen. Ah, so tell me about your first client. Who was it? Was it a nonprofit? It was a nonprofit. So the nonprofit uh, specifically was uh, a church and we were able to work on their uh, logo, establish some church bulletin pieces. And it was really good to work in that atmosphere, but I knew that I was slowly kind of growing out of it as other small businesses were also kind of coming along and telling me, hey, I really love the work that you did for this nonprofit. Would you be willing to work over here? We're not non-for-profit, is that okay? Like I would start to get a little bit of that and that helped grow um, my base. That's funny, you know, it's been a nonprofit theme for me today, uh, talking to other entrepreneurs. And I think it's kind of funny that they said, is it okay? Cause we're, cause we're for profit, um, mm -hmm. you know, because there always seems to be a big distinguishing difference between the two. Um, it's there quite is. There is. You're absolutely right. And I think what, what really defined it for me was, am I still helping people in need? And I think that was the bottom line. So it didn't kind of matter at that point if it was for profit or not. Um, it was, you know, is there a need and how can I help fulfill that need? Yeah, absolutely. So if you were to do it all over again and re reinvent, because you've been in business for quite some time, would you choose the same exact path or would you do things a little bit differently? And if so, what would you change? I think I... I intentionally grew, grew slow on purpose. Like I scaled very, very slowly on purpose. And maybe I, I did want to like, you know, put my gas on the pedal just a little bit more in the beginning. Maybe I could have. I saw a lot of my colleagues do that. And some of them are still around today. Some of them are burnt out and now working other jobs and, and moved on to greener pastures. But I think that's kind of been the magic of building my own business was, you know, I can choose how fast I want to go. I can be in the driver's seat or I can be in the passenger seat or I can sit in the back and ride the trunk. Um, it's one of those situations where I just had more comfortable um, purpose. I felt like a much more driven uh, person when I was just in my purpose. So again, I've watched other people outside of in my same age, in my same culture and subgroups and um, watching them, you know, put gas on a lot of things and then very quickly either burnout or something else would happen and they would have to step back. And I was always in a position where I was just a slow grow. It's a slow advancement, but it was a very profitable one. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and the word purpose is something that we all uh, strive to get, right? Everybody <laughs> wants to be on purpose. And I agree with you with when you're on purpose, things come more easily to you. And kudos for you for not going full tilt boogie and not having to have everything perfect and just going at your own slow pace, because I think it does, uh, it does help sustainability mm -hmm. a lot. And probably your colleagues who put the pedal to the metal, so to speak, that uh, they probably did get burnout. The ones that are still around probably did reach that breaking point where they're like, okay, er, okay, now we're going to purpose. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. And, and uh, many of them would come to me and say, okay, what did you do? And how did you do it? And how can I learn from you? And it's so funny because, you know, in the beginning, those tables were turned very quickly. What did you do? And how did you do it? And so it's kind of funny to see that kind of reflective now, later in life. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. So do you have a favorite hack that you, uh, that you would use whenever you're feeling a little bit stressed out or burnout? Uh, what, what do you do to de-stress and defrag? 
I used to joke all the time, but it's really not a joke. I take long meditative walks in between client meetings. I sound like I'm on a dating app, but really to goodness, that's really what it is. It's really taking that intentional break um, for yourself. Uh, I like the idea also, obviously I work with a team, so um, a team across five countries, and it's really interesting to see the dynamic of the strength of us as women, because we are all women on staff. So it's yeah. very cool to to have that balance, right? You, you know that, you know, if someone's having an off day, um, there's still a purpose driven for work, but there's also this other purpose of, you know, I just want to help her out. I just want to be supportive to her. And I think having that type of co-working atmosphere is very conductive and very empowering. So that also helps me kind of de-stress in a lot of areas too. And given, and I'm sure everybody has permission to say, I'm getting a little bit burnt out here, you know, I'm going to go check out for a minute or two or take a long walk as you do. Um, I think we all have our own ways of doing it. I love, I, I have an all women uh, driven company too. And um, it's, it's cool because yeah. we, we know how to communicate with each other more so than men. You throw a man into the mix, nothing wrong with men, but you throw a man Correct. into the, mix, the dynamics change and our, um, uh, how do you say it? Are we're more open? We're more open and less judgmental and less on guard to say how we really feel and say, "Hey, I need some help. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling burnt, or whatever." So, yeah, having women colleagues. Yes, absolutely. There's just something unique yet very, very, very similar between us, right? So yeah. it's very easy to have that platform and build on it because that just establishes more growth and uh, more response, you know, more uh, closeness between each other and that relationship. So that helps in a work conductive atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah if, I apply that. If you have, uh, so I know everybody's thinking this and I'm, so I have to ask a question. You have staff across five continents or five countries, right? How do you handle that? How does that work time-wise and implementation-wise? Yes. So time-wise, definitely um, we have people, when we have staff meetings um, three times a week, there's some women that are on here that are, you know, coming in at nine o'clock at night for them. Um, whereas we're having it at 930 in the morning, our time. And uh, we try to, I try to make it as simple as possible, keep them short as much as I can. Usually it's no more than an hour. Um, I really try very hard to make sure one, obviously we're all speaking the same language. <laughs> That's really important. <laughs> Step one. Um, yes, exactly. Doesn't have to necessarily be fluent, but that helps. Um, we definitely love the idea of if work is there, then that's the magic for us coming as a, into a digital marketing space uh, where design is our language, right? We, we say English is, you know, great if you work it great, but really our love language is design. So if that's there and that gift is there, then we can still talk to each other regardless. So we love being able to use that as a communication base. So we have staff meetings three days a week. We'll incur, uh, we have uh, bonus incentives for people who want to bring in some extra, um, some extra things to Octane. Um, we also really include um, game. Strategy is a huge part of our Octane pillar. The strategy of play is what we use a lot in the office. So we do have off days or we have play days. We have online play dates where we'll play a virtual game. We'll play Scrabble, Words with Friends, or just something where all of us can still interact with each other, but with less of an expectation of work. So oh, I yeah. love that. And you can get to know each other too, much easier over the game. There are so many more things that, you know, really connect us more so than divide us. And so yeah. it's really cool to see that come to play when you go to work every day. 
And what a good treat for those other, for the people that are around the world that might not have ever had access to someone else in a different country, or you're really stretching and expanding all your staff. So, wow. That's cool. It's really cool. It really is. And it gives you such a deeper appreciation for just being a woman, a deeper appreciation and the strength that you have um, as an individual and and how much more strength you have as a team collectively. So it's really amazing to have women. I mean, Kenya, Argentina, um, India, we're all over. So, I mean, I think it's really cool to be able to have that type of backing, knowing that you're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the one lesson that your business has taught you that you think others should learn? Oh my goodness. Um, go at your own pace. I think that's really, um, the heart of it. I chose to, to slow grow and it definitely had its ups and downs, its tumbles, its faults. But at the, at the end of it, I can say that it was mine. I could say that it was, it was my step in my journey. Um, and I have so many other amazing experiences that create the wealth of what I have. So a lot of people, they think about wealth in terms of like money, in terms of monetary things. And really the wealth of my journey is nothing in comparison um, to the monetary value. It's really amount of the relationships that we've been able to build, the businesses we've been able to launch, um, the relationships we've made with women and men from across the world. So that's really um, the gifts and the greater coins that we receive in this journey. Mm, sounds like you're a really good leader. <laughs> it really does. Um, I'm quite impressed by that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. So uh, what's the best piece of advice that anybody's ever given you as far as being an entrepreneur or, or actually even life? It was, yeah, I was going to say this one's life. Um, um, the personal one that I give when I speak to like kids and like middle school kids when we mentor them is, you know, life is less like Mario and more like Tetris. So, you know, we tell people all the time, if you're really into gaming, you're totally going to get this analogy because in Mario, you have to rush and race as as fast as you can to get to that goal, to get to that princess peach in the castle. And in Tetris, it's really about the strategic moves you make to turn and build your blocks to get to the next level. And that's really what life is all about. It's strategically moving the blocks and strategically placing them in certain places of your life so that you can... um, level up, (laughs) uh, essentially. So I really encourage that. And then a very practical piece of advice that um, a dear family friend told me was to never settle. And I didn't quite understand that when it was first said to me, I did, but I didn't like, you know, you hear it and you're like, okay, I got it. (laughs) But then when certain things happen in your life, you go back to those simple phrases and it just has a whole new meaning and a whole new perspective. So those are the two pieces that I would gladly give to anyone out there. I love that. So what does don't settle mean to you now? Um, Now it means to don't settle on um, myself. Um, so at first it was don't settle, you know, relationship wise, <laughs> where it was originally given to me. Now it's, you know, don't settle on your dreams. Don't settle on um, the goals that you have for yourself. Don't settle on um, people that may be in and around your life that are encouraging you to go a different path than what your heart says to do. Um, just don't settle in those ways. And I think that's, that's really what's been challenging and wrestling with me the past three or five years. Yeah. I love the fact that you, that you take entrepreneurship as a Tetris game, of course, uh, being a professional organizer and loving Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think you're so right because you always have to keep moving a block after block after block, but for you and for all of us, it doesn't have to be the same block in the same place facing the same direction. It's all different. 
Yes. And there's no wrong way, right? So if maybe there's a misstep and maybe you should tag, you should have, oh, I should have put that block there. doesn't even matter because right. it's all just getting to where you are and getting to a point where you have that job satisfaction and you're loving what you're doing. And, um, and I think for us women, it's a camaraderie. It's like what you've built, having a team of people that you can all relate to, that you can uh, share, you know, share wins, mm-hmm. share not so good stuff. And and, and move forward with it um, as a team. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. So um, I know you probably have something that you want to offer the readers or the readers, listeners, viewers, whatever you happen to be out there, because you can do all three here. Uh, what is it that you'd like to offer the guests, Danielle? Absolutely. So we are really wrapping up our Q1 Essentials uh, online courses, which is literally our uh, a whole month full of courses that you can take over the course technically of six months. Um, it ends this month um, on the 31st, I believe. And it really is, uh, again, about 12 mini courses total covering everything from digital marketing um, in terms of learning the basics of Canva or learning WordPress, or understanding how to strategically work with maybe podcasting or Google ads, things along those lines. So we really just choose to use this platform to just kind of educate as many people as possible who are just wanting to level up in whatever way that they can um, without forking an arm and a leg for it. So we're really excited about um, participating and wrapping that up very soon. And then right after that, actually, we do this really cool experience called um, Canva Critiques Workshop, where we literally tell people, send us your Canva links, and we will actually dissect it as a class and put it back together again, and you get a free, practically a free graphic out of it. Um, It's really fun, and we do it in a fun way, and you leave with this amazing infographic of how you can build and play on your own terms at your own pace. Wow, that's fantastic. Okay, so the link will be below. So so the classes are available now is what you're saying? Or yep, they are. They are available now through the end of this month, um, through the 31st. And they're at q1essentials.com. That's why we call it Q1 for quarter one, first quarter of the year. So um, we're really excited, again, just to wrap that up over the next couple of weeks. And then moving straight into our Canva critiques, which we do quarterly all year long. So every quarter, there's an opportunity for you to participate in Canva critiques. Excellent, excellent. So I don't know if this will if this will launch uh, prior to the end of Q1, but if not, you'll probably have a replay on that sometime. Yes, um, we sure will. Sometime later this year. So mm-hmm. if you miss Q1, the wrap up with all the courses, you can surely just keep in touch with Danielle, uh, sign up for her Canva. I love the Canva thing. Everybody needs to get a little bit of critique on what they're doing there. And right. learn how to use Canva anyhow, right? <laughs> we teach all the shortcuts so you can work, uh, you know, work smarter and not harder. Love that. Love that. Especially that's very generous, especially as a graphic design agency, you know, or people who do that, do the marketing and branding. Um, I find that a lot, some designers are just real protective of, you know, not Canva or Canva or whatever. And yeah, I mean, sometimes Canva can be a curse word. You're absolutely right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, it's one of the. <laughs> was that I don't know right (laughs) that's absolutely right but we're here to make that job so much easier for people who are just you know novices we we have this phrase that we say you walk in a novice you come out a pro um, when you kind of step into these places and so it's really fun it's highly energetic it's really entertaining because people want to see a designer just very quickly put things together how did you do that can you break that down for me 
Um, so we're happy to provide that service. And it is a cost, but it's very, very low minimal. The, the cost of a pizza um, is what you could do to learn this skill. We do that because we just humbly want to give back to people who are truly trying to um, level up their own business on their own pace. I love that. Okay, back to the pace thing. I like you. Slow and steady, Danielle is what we're going to call you. All right. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, hey, you, it's, it's the way to go. And like one foot in front of the other and make sure your foot is on solid ground before you make that move is one way to go about it for sure. And it's actually a tried and true method, mm -hmm. especially according to you. So what do you, what, what should have we talked about? What have we not covered here in this conversation um, that you would like to present to the listeners? Well, in case you are not able to actually find us or uh, see these extra services that we're talking about, you're more than welcome to follow our podcast, which is the More Than Graphics podcast. So that is also a great place for women. It's for women creatives and women in tech. And it's kind of like our virtual safe space for um, women. And we talk about so many different topics from rest to uh, self-care to um, also the technicality of things, <laughs> um, everything that's happening in and around our world and how that affects us in our nine to five. So I originally created that podcast for women who are kind of um, introverts, if you will, like myself, um, believe it or not. <laughs> and we also have spaces for women who are just, you know, both in a corporate setting or entrepreneur setting who really believe they can be more than just whatever their name badge says and really believe that they are in a place where they can be more than just their nine to five. So that is what we do when we're not uh, designing is we're podcasting. <laughs> I love it. Definitely check out the podcast and I'll put the link below on my podcast page to your podcast. All so right. Jump over there. Absolutely. Thank hey. you. There is more than enough out here and, you know, just sharing what we all do, I think is the win, win, win of being a women entrepreneurs for sure. So do you have an organizing hack? I did forget to ask you that. Is there a hack that you use to keep yourself organized with all the things that you're doing and all your staff all around the U.S. or all around the world? I have quite a few. Slack. Um, I don't know what I would do without Slack. It's our internal communication um, program that we choose to use for keeping all, all together in one spot whether we're laughing at each other's gifts or commenting on um, the social media schedules for a client, you know, all of our communication practically is there. Obviously using things like StreamYard is wonderful tools to schedule and create videos on the fly um, that we can also use for internal purposes and for teaching purposes where Q1 Essentials is really kind of happening. Um, we also do our podcasting on the same platform. And then also Trello. Oh, what will we do without Trello? Love Trello. Trello is where our heart resides in a lot of areas for project management. So I have a project manager who, who consistently tells me it all the time, like, I don't know where we'd be without Trello. Um, but it's one of those ama amazing, magical organizational tools. There's other ones out there like Notion, things along those lines, and they're very helpful. But just Trello is a great organic way to build the things you want to build, how you want to build it without being too technical. So um, yeah, I really love Trello. Oh, I love Trello too. And Slack is perfect for people that are around the world. It's actually, I, I've been in Slack groups a lot uh, yes. throughout, throughout the course of my uh, journey, but yeah, I love Trello and I, I agree. It's, it's for visual creatives. It's brilliant for us because mm -hmm. we can like move things around and see everything we want to see and woo, gotta love Trello. It's not that complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And any type of scheduling that you could find, a scheduler. Um, I have really done a really deep dive into JotForms recently because they've really come up a level the past two years. Um, JotForms? 
Yes, J-O-T, Jot Forms. Oh, Jot Forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was something that I, I don't really, when I first started graphic design, like way back when, 14 years ago, when I was, you know, whatever age, um, it was one of those things where I was like, Jot Forms is great. That's just a soft, you know, it's a soft form, but they really evolved over the years. Now they're doing a lot more with payment portals, custom coding options. So just being able to use that also is a cool level up for people who don't want to code all the things that are still wanting those things on their website. Oh, okay. That's really good. Yeah. I haven't checked them out for a long time. They were limited last time I saw them. So I'll definitely check into those too. Jotforms.com, I believe yes. it is, right? Yes, that's right. Cool. Well, thank you for all those tips. I love the organizing hacks that we all can share. Um, check out all the resources. And again, there's no one way to do anything. And it's really about you and how you want to run your business. Slow, fast, medium, tech, non-tech, get support, don't get support. Whatever you do, though, get support from other women entrepreneurs because we've all been there having the same issues and, you know, similar crises and similar wins and similar mm -hmm. things. And we're the ones to, to help each other, really. That's what it's all about. Yes. So. Oh, I thank you so much, Danielle. I'm so impressed with your company and I definitely want everybody to check you out. So check it out. If you can't get into that first part, because I don't think you're going to be out in Q1 based on my schedule, uh, you can definitely do the Canva thing and take the Canva challenge and submit something that you've created to Danielle and get a really good expert view of what you're up to. <laughs> yes. Each one, teach one, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And thank you guys for listening in. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want to hear more, feel free to subscribe on the platform of your choice. Also, if you feel so inclined, I would truly appreciate a good rating from you to me. Have a stellar day.